Good morning, good afternoon. Thank you for joining the live stream. We're back with the football show. Start to show off by that is celebrating a happy Diwali for yesterday and a Newton Warish Abhinandan for those celebrating the new year today. Hope you're all having uh, an amazing time under the circumstances. But it's a big warm welcome to Nevin. Good afternoon, Nevin, to you. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. It's good to see you. It's been a few weeks. I've had to um, uh, focus my attention onto the, one of the biggest tournaments in the world, but that's now, now over and now I'm looking forward to a fantastic season ahead. How's the excitement building? So the biggest tournament in India is just about to take place. So <laughs> let's get this right. So it's just starting next week. So you have time. You're just building up for it. Yes, but yeah, it was a very uh, hectic and very strange IPL in a lot of ways because there was no crowd. So somehow I felt the connect a little, you know, not there like it used to be. Because when Mumbai or a Chennai plays, usually it's like massive crowd. So it was a strange IPL. I'm sure you know it better. You've been following it way better than me. But like, very yeah, yeah, it was. Well. But it's it's like um, it's just a good to have the sport back on uh, I think it was an amazing tournament really enjoyed it um, and uh, it was yeah I, I think the I've got used to it without the crowds and watching sports without crowds here so you know we've had a lot of EPL without crowds for a long time since the uh, restart and uh, so I've got used to it it's not the same obviously um, it does make a difference but I think it's just a matter of getting used to uh, watching the games as it were but it's good to see you in the Japan national team shirt. Um, I know you've got a good collection. Um, but yeah. at least it's blue, so that's fine. Uh, but uh, how's the past few weeks been? I know you've done a lot of traveling. Um, here in the UK, we're in yeah. lockdown 2.0, so we're back to where we were. But how's it been for you? Uh, I mean, it would be unfair to say that I've done a lot of traveling. I actually went to the southern coast of Kerala. I was actually making a documentary on football. Football is quite active and you know vibrant there. When it, when it comes to Kerala, people usually think it's the Malabar or the northern region of the state that plays football. But there's a lot of uh, football presence down south as well. So I'm spending my I spent around three weeks at the football club. I was learning what is what is going right for them, what is going wrong for them, and just generally getting the idea of what can be done for football and what football means to that society. So it's a it was a very eventful three weeks because you also stumble upon a lot of other stories about cyclones, about problems with fishing, a lot of uh, uh, communal issues with multiple religions having multiple problems, a new seaport being, uh, uh, you know, a commission. So a port activity is going to affect fishing in so many ways. So it's not it's not just football. It's a lot of other stories uh, with that common connect called football. So it's a very interesting week, interesting three weeks. Right? Uh, how is the football season uh, seen there? Oh, in fact, it was it was wonderful because uh, there were a lot of mini tournaments with the same names as the ISL teams. So <laughs> we had the VPL, uh, VSL, which is Virinjam Super League, and each team was given one name, one designated name. So my friends were playing for ATK. So there was another team which was Mumbai. There was another team that was Kerala Blasters, and they had a an entire ISL within the local setup and I, I don't even know if the ISL knows this is happening that's the kind of impact the football uh, uh, the league has had in that area so quite nice quite nice they even like made replica jerseys they were very <laughs> very serious about the, uh, the league oh wow that sounds amazing and uh, everybody can read about the articles I know uh, on uh, your platform do you want to share that with us yeah yeah, it's, it's on Asia Well. Uh, there is a subsection called Kalpandu where we put all these Indian football stories. So everybody can go there. And the documentary should be out sometime next month. I'm planning to do it as a three part documentary. So you can all watch that as well. And that'll be on your the Kalpandu YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, Kalpandu. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Fantastic. Looking forward to that. It sounds like an amazing uh, story that you've got there. And so refreshing to hear about the passion that's. 
uh, football has, but we know that about your state uh, is very big in um, uh, in terms of the love for football. And how is the state building up to, um, well, not just the state, but the uh, the nation in terms of looking forward to the next uh, Indian Super League season is, because I know what it's like when the season's approaching here, um, people are planning different things, you know, looking forward to uh, watching the football and uh, having high hopes for their teams. How's the build-up in India? Is it getting bigger well, every year? I think it is. I think it is. I am like, like I think we discussed this a little earlier. Is that uh, I was pleasantly surprised with the transfer activity and the the summer of transfers. I think this is the first time India's ever seen so much activity, so much, so many conversations. It was a very vibrant summer. Uh, where I think a lot of transfers were discussed, uh, a lot of you know there was there were a lot of other discussions on whether you know ATK and Mohan Bagan merging is going to help. This East Bengal who's now made it to the ISS. It was a very vibrant summer, but summer is summer only because we know that what what is coming next. And finally, we are here. So I, I was just looking at a lot of reactions to social media posts, and people are just like, finally, everybody said, finally, it's here. We've been waiting for it for so long, so it's, it's here. And I think, uh, yeah, I think just generally the excitement is on a on a high because we we've watched Premier League, we watch everything else, but having football in our homes back, so that that's a big deal, right? I know we can't go to the stadiums, but at least it's happening in India. It's happening to our Indian players, so very exciting. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to my second season um, with yourself and. Um... You know, now that I've got a little bit of an inkling of how it works and some of the players and uh, the teams, I'm really looking forward to the season uh, nearly as much as I look forward to the EPL season every year. But um, I have to, I have to stop you there a little. I know last year I made you follow Odisha, saying they've got a blue jersey. They've come out with a black jersey this time. I love so it. I like... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I love that. Uh, I think it's got a bit of purple, and um, I, I know when we spoke to Rohan, uh, Rohan that uh, you know, make sure there's a blue. So, although I've not seen the second and third kits, I'll have to be honest. So, hopefully, he's going to sneak, or his dad will have enough influence to ensure there's a blue in there. But I do like the new shirt. I'll have to be, I have to be honest. I think it's, it's very vibrant and, and and very thoughtful of them to include local art, and I think that's a good way forward. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and um, hopefully um, very soon I'll get my hands on that and um, just uh, show my allegiance even more. But uh, in terms of um, the tournament itself, I know it's decided earlier on uh, that to have it in a bubble and have it in Goa in three stadiums. And this was decided a few months back. Do you think uh, the situation, how it is in India now, that um, this is still the way to go? Absolutely, absolutely. There's no other way to go about it. I think we are far from being COVID-free. Goa is, in fact, one of the worst affected. And if you look at the uh, mortality rates and, you know, just the transmission rates, Goa is going through a really bad time right now. And considering we've opened up to tourists and everything else, it just puts players under more risk and even the league under a lot of risk. So I think bubble is unfortunately the only way uh, forward for the players. I know it's, it's really hard mentally to be inside a cage all the time and these are players in their you know best years of youth. They want to go out, they want to meet people, they want to do other things apart from play football as well. But I think for the next few months, I think they'll have to be really controlled and unfortunately, that's the only way forward. But I think 2020 on, and maybe even early 2021 is something that we've never seen. I mean, it's unprecedented, right? So, unprecedented times call for strange and difficult measures but that's the only way forward unfortunately do, do you think they will change it i know that really yeah um, the fixtures for um i think it's up to january but do you think they're looking at the um what the situation will be in january then reconsider whether to carry on with the bubble because when you so, think about sorry yeah. go on. no no please and i was just going to say that um obviously here uh the the teams are playing at home. We've got home and away fixtures, obviously, behind closed doors. Even international tournaments like the Champions League, Europa League, you know, they're playing behind cl uh, closed doors. We had some fans for the Nations Leagues in some countries. Uh, but I just think having a IPL in a bubble is fine because it's a shorter tournament. But having a full season in Goa, it's going to be very tough for the players. 
I'm, I'm assuming they'll find some ways to, you know, keep this relaxed, but I don't think they will openly declare it and cause, you know, apprehensions, anxiousness and all that. Uh, that said, when I did inquire about media passes, we've not been issued media pass for the first half of the season. So not even the media is allowed to attend the matches. <clears throat> so what I heard is that they, they will be reconsidering midway through the season just to see if media can be incorporated in the stadium and all that. So that means there is some thought, some meeting that's going to happen, say, after January or like say mid-January or something. So, uh, yeah, let's just wait and see. I personally don't think we should, you know, change what it is. I think as tough as it might be, they, they'll have to, you know, deal with it. Maybe they'll be given a week uh, where they can go out and then they'll give, be given another week where they'll have to do the test and something like that. I don't know. But since it's it's quite long, but there's unfortunately no other way forward. There's just too much COVID in the country right now to risk it, you know, by opening up or like just allowing the players to go. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think it will be um, very strange uh, for the players because, um, like I said, with the IPL, you can understand that being a shorter tournament, but to have a whole football season and they might have looked how it's working in Europe. Um, I don't know about other parts of Asia. Obviously, the COVID situation in Southeast Asia is a lot, lot more. Well, it, last time I saw it, it was a lot better than elsewhere in the world. Uh, but um, yeah, it's going to be a very um, strange tournament, I think, uh, come uh, yeah. January after the. And I remember being reading. A, I remember reading a reading a few reports from NBA, and a lot of players did struggle despite you know NBA taking massive measures to keep them in the bubble and keep them safe and all that. So. It is very difficult for players, especially, I mean, at least for in Premier League, they didn't even get rest. It was very, very mm. for, uh, I think, international footballers, I think it, was, it is a very hard time. At least for the Indians, they come really rested and uh, they, I mean, this, I mean, ideally you don't want to be away from family, but I'm just assuming that they can somehow pull it through. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out uh, because obviously we've had um, EPL here and there's been some strange weekends where we've had, and we've talked about it, uh, incredible yeah. results. Um, and um, the feeling now is that um, a lot of young players, a lot of players um, are, because they don't have the pressure of either the away or the home fans, they're playing a lot more freely. So you're seeing a lot more goals. Um, they're willing to take a few more chances. Um, so we'll see how it works in uh uh, the Indian Super League. But let's look forward to the season and uh, start giving hope to all 11 teams that they can go out and uh, become uh, either the Shield winners or the eventual winners. Um, and we've got to start with your boys because you, once again, I think this was the case last year. I don't know about before you can uh, correct me, but you've got, again, the opening game and a huge one. Um, and um, there must be a lot of... Um, uh, expectations this year with the Blasters. You've had a big change and we've talked about it in a previous show, but um, there must be a, quite a bit of positivity going into this big game against the uh, reigning champions. And against a team with Sandesh Jingan in it. So, Well, of course. He, yeah. yeah. But I think being in Goa will make it slightly easier for him. I think going back to course, uh, yeah. uh, the stadium packed and seeing a sea of yellow uh, on that note, what sort of a reception do you think he would have got? Mixed. I, I really? don't think fans are really upset about it because there's a lot of stories. I'm more, more the, the most prominent story is that he was left so that he can go to play in UK and uh, or any other country. I mean, I heard Germany as well. Uh, and that, that didn't really materialize due to COVID and hence there was a better deal on offer from ATK and that is why. So, there's a lot of, I don't know what is the right word. Uh, I, it would seem like they, both the parties are trying to pacify the situation and somehow, you know, find a middle path. So, I think whoever handled the PR of this whole saga handled it really well with very, you know, less hatred towards uh, Sandesh Jingen. I, I mean, I talked to other fans and they're like, yeah, it could be due to financial issues. So even the team wanted to move on. So strangely, it is nice. In my head, I would think it would be like the last thing. Like, it's the worst thing that can happen. Your captain is moving to your rival team. And, you know, this is one icon that you've had from season one to the last remaining icon. So that pillar is also left. So 
for me it would have looked like a very bad deal but i think in the kerala there is just generally a sense of positivity the, the feeling is that you know the team is moving forward they have made some clever signings and uh in kibu like every year there's a lot of hope hopefully they can deliver and there's i think uh, the sandeep indian uh, transfer deal blow has also been sort of uh, lessened by the fact that rahul and sahal have sort of developed as young kerala heroes so to have like home grown heroes also you know evolve into a very big position in the team has also helped a lot and um, in terms of uh, the expectations there um I, with the, with the blasters with the huge fan following um it must be um you know and with the kibu coming in with the experience he has of and he'll he'll he'll, he'll be facing some of his players uh, on the other side as well uh but um what do you think about the expectations realistic expectations and we'll go through all the teams here uh, but we're going to start with your boys uh, of uh, the blasters in how do you think the season will what what do you think you should hope for i think barring couple of teams like say hyderabad and northeast and perhaps couple of say uh i can't think of more other teams but like generally i think every team would be expecting a play of birth that's how it works in isl uh it really uh, it goes down to how well your foreign signings perform so uh, if you look if you look that way i think say most teams have had like decent signings even kerala has made some some Vincent Gomez, uh, uh, Kone, and all those players are, you know, they they bring a lot of expectations, and we also have this feeling that the front attacking trio of Nongdam, Barahul, Sahal, all of them are also going to click. So obviously, I think the fans won't probably admit it. Fans will say, "Oh, this is a year of transition, and we, you know, we don't have the same firepower like an ATK or a Bangalore or a Goa." Uh, but I think. in their hearts they might be expecting a playoff run or at least to battle for a fourth spot towards the end of the season so yeah i think and and that holds for a lot of teams i think uh, in the in the short history of isl i think bangalore goa and uh, atk have established as fairly heavyweights but i think apart from that i think everybody else is going to battle for that i mean despite chennai's uh, success they i don't think they've sort of earned that category as a yet and again they've had another season of transition they've just changed a lot so um, i think it's going to be a battle and i think to be really honest kerala should be expecting to get at least that fourth fourth spot it's not going to be easy they they one of the teams that spend lesser but just the general feeling is that they've spent really cleverly but again you can sign x number of players from with x y z background the whole idea is can they perform in india in the particular in a situation so we can only come to a conclusion after saying after say uh, three or four matches we can at least know oh this this foreigner is going to make a huge impact so till then i think we should just hold our horses and just see yeah but you're giving him a bit of hope i think quite rightly because um, you know you've got a great coach um he's um, you know won titles in india so um i think that's a fair enough um call in terms of a play of hope but in terms of um and we'll talk about ATK as well and uh my feeling just looking at the ISL is that and, and we talked about this last year as well whether you know here we have the top 6 and you mentioned you've got a top 3 there now that are sort of the teams that you expect to be in the playoffs so you the teams are probably fighting uh, for the uh, fourth position there but do you think Mumbai City with the backing they've got the coach they've got now and the players they brought in from Goa as well that, that they can be classed in that top 4 bracket that the expectations they the equivalent of the top 6 here of course of course i mean they should be and in fact a lot of uh, preseason billing is uh, them to be the favorites to win the title so wow a lot of hope and uh, uh, hope around that team uh, especially with city backing uh, bringing in lobera who is a you know established coach in the country he's got his favorite players also to come to bombay so everything about it seems perfect they've also signed okbeche uh, you know like proven indian foreign recruits you know i mean people who performed well in india so obviously they are there i just don't see them in that elite category of three simply because they haven't really done it so far mm. so up to them to now perform consistently for the next 3 4 years to say oh we've made it top 4 now from the top 
I think Bangalore, Goa, ATK, the general feeling is that they will be there and they've been there since, you know, Bangalore just came into the AISL and they've never looked, you know, looked back. And similarly, uh, for ATK from season one, they've been performing well. Goa has had just one bad season, I think, but apart from that, they've also been a very dominant force, partly due to Lobera. So he's got his chance to now create a, another dynasty in Bombay. I see a bit of similarities. As soon as you mentioned that, something went through my head about uh, Mumbai City, and I can see the similarities with Man City. Obviously, they weren't in the top big league a few years back, but uh, and they had to earn that right, but they're now definitely part of it. And I can see Mumbai City with the backing they've got, obviously, of the City group and the, uh, the, the coach and the players that they've got in, that they will become one of those top four teams. And um, I, was, I was surprised that you said, you know, they're the favourites already, because... For me, from outside, from living in the UK, um, I would have thought ATK with the you know, signings they've got, the amalgamation of two huge clubs, um, would um, be very strong favourites to retain their trophy. Absolutely, absolutely. So there's no, there's no taking away from that fact as well. So uh, uh, ATK definitely because of how strong they are. ATK Mohanbagan, sorry, uh, and uh, Mumbai because they've got the proper backing right now. And I think Goa, because they've got a style that's really, you know, developed. So it's a little interesting because they've got a new set of coaches, a new coach, a new set of players. But what they have got in favor for uh, in, in Goa is that they've got a lot of young Goans developing and they've really managed to become a team for that region. So that's really worked out in favor for them. So I think these three teams for me are you know, most likely to perform well. Again, COVID means you literally have a blank slate. You know, some team can just, uh, one person can, you know, turn up positive and really disrupt the flow. And so this year is a lot of confusion as well. But I think on paper, I think these three teams are really nice. I don't rate Bangalore the same way, but Bangalore are like serial winners. They just somehow eke out a victory, whatever the situation is. So that way, yeah, you've got to talk for pretty much sorted there but again you are a surprise we i mean odisha fought for a top four for a long part last season and then just sort of faded out this year they've really invested big they've got the likes of uh, Steven Taylor and a lot of other Marcelino and they've also got Onu back so they've got a good team and they've got a lot of young indian players as well so very interesting season developing i guess yeah and uh, we'll talk about odisha uh, my hopes for them and I was very confident until that I, st- I started seeing the squads of the other teams and I think you know they're a very young team and we'll talk about that in a second and I'll take your views on that but just going on the go a bit and your confidence in terms of them carrying on uh, the great record uh, because losing a great coach like that and losing a lot of uh, key players you think they can still because I have my doubts as to whether I know that they're playing in Goa, so they're used to the environment and ha- what have you. But uh, the changes, you think they'll um, overcome those and keep on progressing? Yeah, I, I think Goa's secret would be the Indian contingent. I think they've got a lot of players who can just play, be playing for India. And I think uh, from what I know, there are, there are a lot of good players also coming from the academy as well. So, I, I like I remember seeing a little bit of, say, somebody like Xavier Gama, Last season, he was fast and he, he brought in a lot of, uh, you know, attacking power. They signed Makan Jote, who I think is one of the most brilliant upcoming footballers. So, he can obviously uh, replace uh, Jackie Chan in the, in the right wing. Uh, they've signed Ishan Pandita, who's been playing outside. So, a lot of people, you know, have a lot of hopes on Ishan coming and, you know, becoming a regular in India. And you also have the likes of Lenny and... Uh, the, the the core gang still there, Sheraton. Uh, so, I I'm I'm really excited to see what their uh, uh, the Indian Indians in the team can do. And, and like you said, they're playing in an environment that's really familiar to them. And they've also signed uh, Igor Angulo, I believe, a Spanish forward who's also apparently really rated high. So, I think they've got. I mean, they are a club with a vision, and they were also building a team to play in the AFC. So they've they've built with that in mind so don't be surprised to you know see them perform pretty well it'll be really interesting and obviously they're holding on a nation's hopes in the uh, first ever champions league group state so i'm looking 
to supporting them in that. Uh, but it'll be good to see if the coach carries on um, in the tradition of uh, seeing Goa playing that uh, attacking, free-flowing football. And, um, and they've got a big game to start with. I mean, when you look at the first weekend, and obviously your boys with ATK, then Goa have got BFC. But I suppose you can't look at any of the friendlies because, you know, you can't judge. I know that quite a few friendlies have been played uh, amongst themselves because, you know, they're just, uh, you can't read anything into them. But, uh, and BFC are one of those teams that's, you know, have a huge following. Um, I've, I've read interviews with their owner who seems to be clued on. Uh, the building in the right way. And um, they always seem to be, there, and you've said it, they always sneak out a result and um, they'll be there or thereabouts again. Uh, but there's a lot of pressure on them, despite all these big uh, signings other clubs have made, that BFC fans will be expecting to be in the final, not just the playoffs. I think BFC, fan, I think BFC fans are a pampered lot. I don't think they've ever seen, like, <laughs> they've just had, like, the club just started and from day one they've been, you know, successful. So, uh, they will obviously be expecting uh, results and they will obviously be hopeful that, you know, BFC can come back to uh, what it promises to be. Uh, I know this is probably controversial. I'm not really convinced with Quadrat as a coach. So, I don't think I was really pleased with what he did last season. It was, you know, for all the build-up of, you know, he was supposed to continue Roca's project. That was his job. He, he worked with Roca and then he was supposed to continue, sort of make it better. But then you saw BFC play a very, you know, long ball sort of football. So despite the whole Spanish presence, uh, they were playing a very physical, a very, you know, they, they don't concede. That was a strong point. And they would just somehow get a goal, mostly through like a set piece and all that. So I wasn't really pleased with how Bangor played last season. And so I was kind of surprised that they kept the coach, probably because they 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 definitely know more than what we do. But I wouldn't have been surprised if he got the sack last season. But really? he's here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, they're a pampered lot. So even what they achieved last season is not really up to their mark. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting if he really develops. Probably he played that way because of the set of players that he had. Mostly like really big, tall people who, who could do a certain thing. So, I mean, this time they've, you know, they've signed a few interesting players and hopefully they can, you know, eke out or, you know, develop that style. And again, I mean, we keep going back to the Chetri factor. How long can he keep doing it? So, well, that Chetri, was going to be... I'm glad you mentioned Sunil Chetri because I, I was going to uh, ask you about him. Is he like uh, what I have here, what we have here in Leicester, that with Vardy, the Vardy's fit, he plays. Is this, is, and, the, and the team then has to play around the Vardy way, which suits us, and we've got the players to do it. Is it the same with Chetri, but he's at the different end of um, his career? Yeah, I mean, I think Chetri's peak is over. I mean, again, very controversial thing to say because he's still India's best player. So, but I'm just saying that his peak was say two years back when he was just whatever he touched towards turning into gold. He's lost a little bit of pace, which doesn't, which means he can't really drift into that left wing as much as he used to. I think his favorite position was to sort of cut in from the left and, you know, go for a curler and all that. So, I think it's really up to the coach to really figure out how to play Chetri because he, he's the best number 10 as well. So, he, you have to sort of figure out a way to get uh, Chetri. But he's the best finisher they've got, like at least in terms of India. So, you want him around the box because he will score a goal for you. So, it's very interesting how uh, how he's used. Uh, I think uh, they've signed a Brazilian uh, called Silva, Clayton Silva, who's, who will be expected to you know perform. Uh, interesting, they signed Ajit Kumar, who can play, I think, left-back position. I think he was playing left-back for Chennai City, which means Ashik can finally go forward and play as a forward, as a centre-forward or as a left-wing. So, that means uh, they've just opened up a couple more options going forward. And it's also a big season for, I think, Udanta, who was a letdown for me last season. He was just running and he was not really giving that end product. Uh, so... Uh, I think it'd be really interesting how Danta, you know, takes up uh, this challenge because otherwise I think he's in trouble. They might, you know, feel somebody young, um, 
say somebody like a Leon Augustine or somebody like that uh, who can bring in more uh, dynamism to the. I mean, Udanda still got the pace. We just want some sort of an end product from it. And uh, do you think? Um, I mean, you mentioned the way they play and um, you know long balls. Is that a bit harsh for them, considering the players you've just mentioned? Uh, no, I mean, uh, I'm not a, I'm not against somebody playing long ball or anything. I mean, that's that's a team strategy, and they can do whatever they want with it. It's just that with BFC, you had expected a more fluidic style over the years. So to see them, you know, become that team to just you know somehow defend and just. Uh, uh, play a certain kind of football that's not really attractive was a little sad. So, but I'm hoping, uh, I'm, I'm assuming Quadrat played that because of the players that he had, because of the situation he found himself in. He wasn't really happy with the forwards that he had at his disposal. Onmu was a big failure for them, and then he got loaned out, and then he performed well for Odisha. But that aside, he they had like a problem going forward, and then they had to put somebody like an Ashik as a left back. They were they. They were chopping and changing too much. So hopefully we found out a good balance. Now they made their signings quite early in the summer. So I think they've had enough time to practice and hopefully uh, they'll get their act together this season. It'll be interesting how they uh, uh, they get on. And like I said, a big game to start off with. Obviously, it'll take a few games before uh, we can start judging teams. But um, a big clash against Goa that will uh, set their season on. Um, we'll see what sort of a trajectory. But I'm just uh, scrolling the points from last season. Um, and the reason I've mm -hmm. done that is just to uh, talk about, and hopefully you'll start giving a bit of hope to the fans of Hyderabad, um, I know you've got uh, you've got friends all over the country, but I know you've got friends in uh, Hyderabad as well. Um, what hope can you give uh, to that team that they won't finish bottom again? Um, <laughs> I think uh, the the truth is, I think once Roka was there, uh, there was a slightly better set of expectations because uh, well, he didn't uh, have a bad job offer, so you can't uh, hold him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that also proves, yeah, and that's also proves that the kind of quality of coach that they had at mm, their disposal. Yeah. So, uh, I think they did make uh, a few interesting signings. I'm still struggling to uh, get the name. They, they signed a good striker from uh, FC Goa, Liston. Liston uh, was a good striker. That I, I, I knew from my personal sources that FC Goa was really sad in losing Liston. Because they thought he was, uh, you know, he was going to challenge somebody like Koro. So that was the kind of expectations that they had with him. So they signed him, uh, and uh, like I said, I uh, it really depends on how the foreign signings of Hyderabad are going to perform. I'm like I can sit here and like look at their transfer market record or see some highlight videos on YouTube and sort of say, "Ha, huh, this player is going to do this and this player is not going to do that," but like. Until and unless they go ahead and like really do it in India, we can't really stay, right? So, but I mean, they signed Nazri, they've uh, they've signed Subradapal, they've got Adil Khan. I, yeah, I think Adil Khan is still there. So, uh, they have, they have, yeah. So, uh, they have the team, but I mean, if you ask me, I wouldn't place them in my favorites to challenge for top four. But again. Since it's ISL, since it's really unpredictable because they, I mean, there are a lot of new signings, uh, and I don't know the kind of impact Roka would have had in, in setting up this team. So if he's had time to at least plan something and put forward a plan, then maybe they have got something going. But otherwise, I'm a little, uh, I mean, I'm as as confused uh, about the whole plan. Yeah, but um, I think um, when you look at I was you know, not surprised. I shouldn't be surprised living out here. But uh, so brother Paul, uh, that's a big signing. Um, and I think um, getting uh, Santana as well and the players you mentioned, uh, there's a bit of hope there. And obviously, Nasri from your team, uh, they uh, they got over. So you've got to see how much of this is uh, Rocker's uh, planning and how much of it will be implemented by the new coach. But just talking, just uh, digressing slightly, one thing that caught my eye mm. is India's love affair with Spain and all things Spanish. And uh, we've got uh, six Spanish coaches, uh, huge numbers of Spanish players. I mean, why? Is there something just because we're, we're used to it and we're, well, I say we in India, 
the system and uh, the man the owners and everything playing safe that uh, is Spanish Spanish is working so you know for this team so let's go with that what is the love affair of Spanish uh, football and Spanish talent coming well talent and coaching coming into India in such a big way uh, so many uh, answers to that question because I uh, pursued the story in 2017. I went to a lot of owners. I called them up and like, why are you so obsessed about Spanish? And what is the reason why? I mean, why are you, uh, you know, bringing all these Spanish coaches? I I talked to coaches who are not working with ISL teams as well. Is that something that you try to implement with your team? So, uh, generally, at the time when ISL was at least starting, the Spanish school of football is what everybody aspired. Everybody wanted a tiki taka team. Everybody thought in India. With the kind of footballers that we had, especially from the northeast, the way forward was to play a possession-based football, and the answer was somehow in Spain. It sort of like never hit us that you know English players can also say English coaches can also say play possessive possession football. Uh, the whole the, the I think it's it's mostly PR and everything else. It, the the feeling is that this that Spain knows the answer. The Spanish way is a thing forward. So I think. It's partly that, it's also partly, and this is some somebody related to Mumbai City had told me back then, is that a uh, lot of these football clubs look at the second division of Spanish football as a, a potential place where they can get their footballers from. So that's a, that's a good place that a lot of these football clubs are constantly watching to sign players. So somebody like a Coro is slightly top level, on one level uh, uh, below is usually the target audience, I mean, the target for uh, Indians. So they're constantly monitoring that league, which also explains they would probably want a coach that can also come from that league and, you know, set the thing up. So it's 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 a lot of these factors. It's it's, uh, it's also, the, the you know, the generally as an audience also, I feel, oh, we've got a Spanish coach, so we're going to play very interesting football. That general feeling is also very positive. Say, look at uh, FC Goa, for example. We don't know the coach, mm. but the we are we are all very confident he's going to play a certain kind of football, and that comes from the fact that he's very Spanish looking, and he's very Spanish. So, and FC Goa has a history of playing a certain way. So, we're just making a lot of conclusions there. I mean, I mean, he can come and play long ball football. I mean, like wow, <laughs> we didn't expect that. This general feeling is that uh, Spanish football, uh, Spanish players, and Spanish coaches will bring a certain thing to football. Uh, because um, there was an interesting couple of programs here about uh, the Europe's love affair with German coaches here now, um, you know, and they did a program on why all of a sudden all these German coaches are coming through the system and winning uh, big trophies and going to big clubs. And um, just thinking that you know it, it's it's but at least with German football you can see the uh, progression and the football they play. I'm just. I was curious as to why is it affordability Spain second division for example that you've given is um, cheaper to uh, buy in compared to the German second division or the Italian uh, second division um, so it, it, I personally feel I mean I I mean this is a question that I asked the person <clears throat> in Mumbai city and I, I asked him like don't you think it's just easy to get English coaches because they speak the language the most mm. people in India are comfortable with English uh, so I, I just thought, you know, why don't you just get coaches? So problem perhaps the, the initial teams that went the English route is that they went and like got big names instead of like really upcoming young coaches who would be fascinated by the project. That's probably where they went wrong. Instead of, you know, getting a David James or, uh, you know, somebody else like that, you should have uh, uh, probably gotten young coaches with a good philosophy to come here. And, you know, try their football at least for one or two seasons while they are also developing and then they can go back. It's not like, it's not like a footballer where, you know, playing in India is considered a huge step down. I think for coaches, I think, uh, especially early in their career, I don't think ISL is that bad. It's, it's a good place to improve their series. So, sure, they would have been able to convince a few. Look, I think, look, Owen Coyle came and played brilliant football. So. So it's not necessarily that uh, not necessary that they'll they'll bring a certain kind of football. And this is a coach that has a history of playing a certain kind of football, and he still came and adapted, and he became a very attractive football coach. So it's all about trying. I think the whole Spanish love affair has a lot to do with Spain national team success, Barcelona, Real Madrid influence, and just generally this feeling that 
they play a, a certain kind of football. That's really good uh, insight into that because it was, it was something that stands out whenever you look at ISL and uh, you look at the backgrounds of players and coaches. Uh, but I'm glad you um, brought uh, Oin Coyle into the conversation because, you know, the conversation I had with you and my thoughts when he joined uh, Genan. But what a last latter half of the season they had, incredible, um, going all the way and quite deservedly. Um, but uh, I was surprised. Obviously, you living in India would have had maybe an insight as to why he jumped ship and went to um, Shippur. It is mostly down to the contract issues and uh, what Chennai was willing to offer, considering and uh, what uh, Jamshedpur was willing to offer. I think it was uh, it was uh, partly that. I I am not even sure. If Chennai was entirely convinced of Kohil when he was being brought also. They probably brought him as a stopgap solution to that season. Um, but like, I mean, considering what he did, I, if it was me, I would have thrown the contract open and just like sign whatever you want to just, you know, stay. But I, I'm sure Chennai has their own reasoning for letting him go. But like, uh, one guy's loss is another person's advantage. So, Jamshedpur has got a good coach, a proven coach now in Owen Coyle. I've been watching a few of these uh, 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 videos, training videos and all, and he seems to be a coach who seems to be actively involved. He's playing with them, he's scoring goals. Uh, and I mean, I think they look like a very exciting young camp, Jamshedpur. Yeah, he, he will have quite a bit of pressure, won't he? Because... Uh... You know, Jim Shedford didn't have the best of seasons last year, but um, what he did with Chennai, uh, the pressure will be him to repeat that with Jim Shedford. I think the pressure would be lesser because the expectations with Jim Shedford are isn't going to be that high. They've got a very exciting team. Like uh, they've got uh, young Narendra Galut there, a young set of team, uh, Aniket Yadav. So. Uh, a few good players. They've brought Valskis from Chennai. So, he's also got his target man. Uh, just, I think, generally an exciting team. Probably not, again, probably not your favourites to go uh, uh, perform. They signed Jackie. So, Jackie is going to put in those crosses for Valskis to score. Uh, but again, um, perhaps not the same level that you expected. Uh, you you would have expected the Tatars, you know, big group in India, mm. to invest a little bit more and get a few more players. It seems like they're sort of uh, um, they've taken a very mellowed approach to the season, which means I think the pressure is not going to be so high on Owen Coyle. He can go uh, really enjoy his football, play a couple of youngsters, and you know hopefully develop a good team there. And mind you, they did start really well last season. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then sort of faded away because they were really hinting on a couple of foreigners and uh, that sort of really didn't work out for, in the long run. And what about his old old team? I mean, they've surprised us again. They've gone not a Spanish way, but the last time they went the English way with a surprise. Uh, and you've given your reasons as to why Owen Quill was there. Probably a stopgap, uh, stop the rot, but he did much, much better than anybody expected. But they've gone with a Hungarian now um, this season. Um, Chennai, I mean, their ending was beyond expectations, I'm sure, even for their own fans. Uh, obviously, they've got a good record in ISL. Um, if you were to compare with the expectations of uh, the Blasters, where do you think the expectations realistically of Chennai should be? Should be should it be the same again or a bit more realistic? I, I think they've managed to keep uh, a good set of players. I mean, I was a little I mean, surprised that they let Valsis go and I was also a little surprised that they left... Uh, I can't remember the fullback. Uh, a very good fullback was the right back uh, was let go. So again, a very strange uh, summer. Something about Chennai doesn't really offer a lot of confidence because it seems in, it's, it's a little unclear. It, I mean, sometimes you you don't even feel that they are really serious about the franchisee, and then suddenly you have a good signing, and then you're like, ah, okay, things are back normal. So. The summer has been a little. I, I've seen a lot of Chennai fans, you know, take it to social media and say, say something as simple as, you know, say something, please tell us that you're active, tell us that you still care about the club. So I think that's there. But you know, the likes of Andrew Tapa, everybody's still there. Edwin had a good season last time around. Chante is there. It's a good team. 
it's a good first team. Uh, I'm really scared about the depth they have. So it really depends on that. If uh, if uh, they can get that good depth, then if the foreigners can perform, they've signed a, I think a defender called uh, Sikovic or something. I, I don't know. Just uh, yeah, and uh, I think he's huge. He's six six feet six something, and so I mean that. I think Fall was a good uh, defender. I mean, Fall is a good defender simply because he also scores a lot. So if you're if you're like if you're playing in the fantasy league, I think that's a person you would definitely want to play because he's huge. He's bigger than most players on the field. So anything in the air, this guy is like a favorite to win. So similarly, I think uh, uh, Chennai has also got like a, a few, you know, strong and tall players. So, you you are inclined to believe this this is the kind of football they're going to play they're going to be physical and they're going to you know be more direct yeah and bosnians or anybody from that part of the balkans it's uh, they're usually uh, mountain mountains so uh, yeah it'll be uh, interesting to see how sipovic uh, uh, bullies um, the strikers of the other teams but uh, just i was looking at the players that are traded out and like you mentioned valkis and jj and go uh, lucian and um, so they've let go of Quite a few players um and it'll be um interesting to see i mean obviously they didn't have a, a good they don't think uh, i i know there's uh, goen was a fan favorite because of uh you know his experience and all that but like having watched a lot of chennai games directly last season i thought he was a liability a lot of times he really lacked pace and he was jumping into tackles all the time uh somehow scored crucial goals and somehow led the team to where they were but like I don't think he will he will be missed so much. Maybe as a captain and as a leader, yes, but not as much as a player. And again, JJ was always going to be a risk. We don't know how how well he is going to make a comeback and all that. So I don't think those players are going to be missed so much. But uh, again, let's just watch what's going to happen. And now, just uh, talking about the two clubs, well, three clubs we haven't, but very. Uh, I don't want to say quickly, but in terms of uh, Northeast Un- uh, United. Um, Considering where they're based, uh, you, you'd think they'd have a you know a, 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 huge, a brilliant squad of local players um, because the talent we know is so huge there. Um, why do they not perform? Considering where they're from, is it because financial support or? And uh, what do you think of their upcoming season? Uh, I know they've got a new young coach. Um, so, what do you think about Northeast? Again, uh, not amongst the favourites to make it to the playoff for me. But again, they've signed uh, a few uh, good internationals. They've signed somebody from, I think, Portugal, from Belgium, from Australia. Okay, I might be wrong in one of these. But like, uh, and somebody from uh, one of those African countries as well. So they went really diverse. They've not really taken the Spanish route uh, for, the, for the team. I remember being, I mean, since... There was no big Spanish signing. I remember noting it down at that point. Uh, they have good players. Uh, they did sign a couple of players. The two Malayali players from uh, Mohan Bagan went to Northeast. So, uh, Suhair and Brito both have now gone to Northeast. So, they're going there as I-League winners. Uh, and uh, they generally, uh, again, I can't really, the thing is, I can't really pick out Indian stars from that team. And really win a title with, without having really good Indian players. So, from that Northeast side, who's going to play to make it to the North, uh, Indian national team? I can't think of any. So, that is going to be a big problem. Like, you can't just rely on your foreigners and mostly foreigners that could not play in India. So, that is why I don't rate Northeast so much. Like you said, fr- considering where they are from, they should be doing way more, way, way more. Like I, they I would lo- say, uh, local more, should yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, Minerva Punjab when it was Minerva Punjab back then was doing way more in the northeast than actual northeast United. They had really good, you know, scouts. They were doing a lot of more the camps. So uh, something that the management should really should look at because I remember early days of ISL. That is something that not. Uh, John Abraham really stressed on that that's what he wanted to be and that's what the mm. club should be. They've not really gone out and done that. Yeah, it, it is strange. You think they've got a huge talent pool there that they could tap into and build a local, local localism like um, 
you know, some of the Spanish uh, clubs uh, did uh, even till a few years ago, you know, they only had players from that region. I think that would be a really good um, uh, uh, unique selling point of the team uh, if they had a really good core of local players. You know, the talents there, and I think they're missing out um, there. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they get on uh, in this uh, new up and coming season. Um, one team, we have uh, two teams left there, uh, but uh, the one I want to speak about is obviously uh, my boys, Orisha. Uh, thanks to you, I'm supporting them. We know the story, but you gave me a choice, and luckily I, uh, I chose the right one. Um, I, yeah, we've talked about Orisha in previous shows, so we're really happy with the signings that they made, young Indian talent. And I, I was really confident, you know, going into the season of looking forward to a playoff challenge which is, I think, realistic. But then I started looking into the top four, and I think they are. it's going to take some beating to get into the top four. It is, it is. But, like, this would be one team that you would put your money on to be the dark horses of the tournament, right? Like, they, they've retained the core of, core set of players. They've brought in experience in terms of Steven Taylor and Marcelino and likes, and Onmu played really well for them the second half of last season. So, I mean, why not? They've, they've, they've got everything ticked. Uh, even the likes of Vinita Rai has got now competition in Toyba Singh. So, that's like competition for all the roles in that team. So, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, I don't want, uh, I mean, Rohan, sorry, but like I still want Blasters to be getting that uh, playoff position. But, uh, yeah. Definitely. I think this is a very exciting young team and especially as an Indian football fan, I think we would be uh, sort of supporting Odisha because you're really hoping the next set of Indian footballers come from this team. Uh, is that right that they made intelligent cup? Sorry? D I don't know if I read it right or if I read it or just made it up. Have they made Stephen Taylor the captain? I think so. I mean, I've also been just... Uh, seeing social media posts and all that. I think he is said to be the captain. And it makes sense, right? Like, Yeah, no I, I actually remember him playing for Newcastle and I thought he was a brilliant, brilliant player. Really gave you 100% and um, really tough player. Right, right. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he um, performs in the Indian uh, Super League. I think obviously... I remember, was it, I think, season three uh, when uh, Kerala was captained by Aaron Hughes. And I remember... I think he's one of my favorite captains because he was, he was entirely professional and he was doing the right things. He was guiding the defense. It's like some, it's like say how Thiago Silva has come into Chelsea defense and sort of you know sorted things out. Uh, the talent wasn't missing, but you still require a captain who would know what what the position is, who would know what the coach wants, and all that. So I think hopefully he can bring that for the Odisha team. Yeah, I think sometimes it's um, underestimated how important getting the right captain is because uh, on-pitch management is really important, um, reading the game. And uh, because the coach can't uh, influence once he's put the team out, uh, he can shout and scream as much as he likes. But uh, it's the captain that, that can really um, have uh, quite a bit of influence while they're playing. So I think that's a very good, if that is the case, and um, hopefully... Uh, I've read it right, but uh, he'll make a brilliant captain. Like I said, when I remember him watching watching him play for Newcastle, he was outstanding. You know the uh, uh, the commitment and the passion and um, never die spirit. That I remember about Stephen Taylor. So I think that was a, it. Was out of the blue for me, but I think it's a really really good experienced player to have in the squad to nurture the young team because it is a very young team and. Um, yeah, I'm still hoping for a playoff place. Um, we're going to have a big game to start off with against Hyderabad. Uh, not going to call any games yet because you don't know how these... Uh, and it's a new environment Absolutely. in the bottle, so it's no point predicting how the opening fixtures will go. We'll start doing that after six, seven games, maybe. Uh, but um, in terms of the new boys, obviously there's no uh, relegation or... Um, in the ISL this year, but uh, whenever any team comes up from uh, the uh, championship in the, the Premier League, they're usually the favourites to finish bottom or in the bottom three. Um, but I don't think that's the case with East Bengal. And um, the big signing of their new coach that they've made, they're obviously expecting to be challenging, I don't know, playoffs? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's the least they should expect. But uh, again, it's 
it's early for the for founder and then go to sort of you know i mean it's not like they've had a lot of time to like sit down and study india analyze and i don't think they've had a lot of say in terms of the signings as well so most of the indian signings were done and dusted by the time that they came in and most of those indian signings were also i feel made considering they're going to play in the i league i mean sorry if i'm wrong here but like uh you had like so ck vinith being signed serhat singh being signed you you just got the feeling that they weren't really signing top players they were just signing experienced players who could probably see them through an i league but not necessarily an isl so they've got a lot of a big squad they've actually got a very big squad because they signed a lot of players half of them they had to sort of cancel the contract there's a lot of controversy around that as well uh but like i don't know who's a young player who's going to stand out for mm. uh so i know somebody like chulova is there who's a good full back but i don't know who is going to be that you know couple of young players i think rana garami is part of the team uh, rana had a uh, good time out uh, playing in the i league qualifiers as well so uh, but like this generally i feel they don't have that young core of indian players they've got the older set of people now i'm not writing them off you you look at teams like juventus and they've always had like people in their 30s come and really perform well especially in the past so not writing anyone off but do you really trust somebody like a jj sikavini even lindo is part of a team i think narayan das uh, milan singh no, they're not really they're all great players but probably past it i think vikas jair was also there very i mean i i would really put money on them winning the i league but now that they're in the isl is a different so very interesting but i would really want to um, want them to be successful simply because that's like a, a good story right these guys are in done and dusted yet we've got uh, you know more in our tank so that'd be a very interesting story that way but yeah I mean, i'm really looking forward to seeing it and i was just interesting uh, obviously the epl uh, all the fixtures are they put in some sort of formulas to ensure a couple of things you know like uh, some teams want to play at home on boxing day and things like that but uh, it's computer generated other fixtures in the ipl uh, ipl sorry audience slip in the isl computer generated because how else do you get the first game for spring goal to be against atk no no i'm sure it's it's planned manually how is that every year that uh, kerala blasters and atk are going to play the first match is it it's obvious because bengal and kerala represent the biggest audience so they they eventually you know i for one would have wanted isl to go a different route because you know let's just show that we care about other teams as well so even the last year i think the uh, I, i remember a couple of chennai fans saying that they only got like one match in a weekend every other match happened during weekdays while kerala and atk got most of the weekend slots so i mean yeah of course there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of favoritism there but uh, i would have wanted say uh, growing markets like say uh, bangalore is a big market chennai is a good market now east bengal atk now that's a huge level uh, i mean that's another level market so you want them to be helped in some ways as well and not just keeping on you know promoting blasters and because blasters match i think whatever day you put they're going to watch i mean people are going to watch so Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's good to see a full stadium. A sea of yellow always looks good on TV uh, rather than uh, a small stadium with uh, not the same impact. But, That's yeah. also part of the problem in India because we have humongous stadiums. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> so yeah. that really doesn't help. It should have just I think that way I think that's a, it's a big loss that we don't get a lot of matches at Trans Stadium in Gujarat. Because that's that's a good football size stadium. That's yeah. I mean uh, yeah. 10 to 20,000 is a good good crowd. and that can be really filled also in most uh, on most days that is good, oh, yeah. good matches would definitely get filled absolutely um i'm just thinking of uh, how i'm going to watch it because um i've invested quite a bit of uh to ensure i can catch uh, the uh, upcoming super league uh, as much as possible but i was disappointed to see that the east bengal atk is at 2 o'clock kick off on a friday so i'm not sure i'll be able to catch that because i was looking forward to uh, uh, watching that uh, see how that goes even without the crowd it'll be a first experience for me so Maybe but you can uh, just put it in our phone <laughs> yeah i'll have to see how that but uh, no i'm really looking forward to it because um uh, rohan then I, i think i did ask him to see to ensure that, that we get coverage here 
like we did at the start, but uh, I don't think he managed to do that. But I've managed to get some sort of uh, 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 screening, so I'll be able to watch um, uh, hopefully a lot more games than I did last time when I had to rely on YouTube videos and what have you. So really looking forward to even more football. Uh, but talking about um, the ISL, it's been really, really good. Really looking forward to the season. But I can't let, and this time has flown more than ever, uh, you know, talking to you, uh, time does fly but i can't go without um sharing this um i don't know if you can see it but i'm sharing the uh, current uh table as to how it looks in the english premier league and it's um it's something i look at every morning for the past uh, week or so and i can carry on looking at it for the next week uh with the mighty leicester city leading at the top um ha ha we've not talked about it for a couple of weeks but your boys uh also you know they seem to be uh getting their act together. German players are now scoring quite freely. So you should be happy as well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, more than the scoring part, I'm just happy that Chelsea are not conceding cheap goals. I think they haven't been in the last few matches. So that has been, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. And unfortunately, I took off Vardy from the team during that time. And so I had a lot of... Uh, lot of injuries. I thought, huh, no, maybe Leicester is not a safe bet. And ever since that, they've been really performing well. So I'm a little sad that, you know, Leicester had to wait till I took Justin and uh, uh, Vardy and everybody else from my team to, you know, I went the Everton route, sadly. And Everton's oh. gone since. Yeah, they, they've gone down quite a bit. I think uh, the, uh, the, uh, the loss of, um, I forget the, the player, I think he was crucial to them, uh, Richardson, um, in, in terms of the start they had and the goals haven't just uh, come for um, them. But uh, no, we had a really tough uh, last week and uh, we had a really tough game away to Leeds. We played Braga in the Europa League on Thursday and then tough home game against Wolves, but we managed to win all three. So it was a very good uh, end to that uh, before we went on the international break. And like I said, um, I'm hopefully really enjoying looking at the, the table at the moment. Still early days, but, you know, it's always good to see your team at the top. And um, we've got uh, big players coming back. As you know, we lost. Uh, but one player, I don't know if you've seen uh, him, is the centre-back we bought from Santetti and Fofana uh, for 30 million. He looks a bargain at that price. Um incredible uh, start he's had to the season. Um, he's just taken over from Sainte. We're not missing him. Um, so it's looking good in terms of uh, when we get our players back. And uh, obviously a big game next Sunday. We're at uh, Liverpool. Um, so we'll see how they got on. I, I hope Leicester wins. I hope Leicester wins. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, as you know, uh, Trent might not play. Obviously, Van Dijk's out. Gomez is out. Salah's tested positive, so he should be under quarantine. So, but you know, it's Liverpool, so we'll see uh, how that get, uh, how that happens. But uh, it's a good time to yeah. play them. Uh, but fantastic. But like okay. uh, the likes of Jota and everybody are also hitting form. So, yeah, and. Um, uh, Somebody I work with is a big fan of um, uh, Wolves, and uh, I was surprised when they let Jota go, but um, he, he, mm -hmm. he, he just wasn't producing it against Nunes, and Nunes is having a few problems now. I think the, the, the media love yeah. affair with him is uh, going down slightly. Fading out, yeah. yeah. It's all with Bielsa at the moment, uh, but um, we put a spanner in the way. I think that's also going to slide. I think yes. that's also sliding. It's yeah. not been really popular. Ancelotti also had it. Um, Brendan's not had it yet, but uh, we don't mind if it doesn't come, as long as we keep performing. <laughs> Nevin, it's been absolutely fantastic again speaking to you. Really enjoyed it. Really looking forward to the season. Do you know I had comments last week on the IPL show? Uh, when's the football show coming back? Uh, people are actually <laughs> missing it, so that's always good to hear. So we're back, and um, hopefully we can build on this live stream. But have a safe and um, enjoyable week and looking forward to speaking to you once the action kicks off thank you my friend bye bye